Welcome to Freedom to Retire with Jim Cipriotti, powered by Retire Ready Financial Group. You got to be prepared. If you're not prepared and you have too much risk, you may make some adverse choices. And so you need to have a plan because the downturns are going to happen. Jim Cipriotti has been helping people in the greater Philadelphia and South New Jersey areas reach their retirement goals for over two decades. We just want to make sure we're not too aggressive, not too conservative either. We want that nice mix. And that's what I help my clients with every single day. Now, Freedom to Retire. A new study by Charles Schwab looked at market timing and it reviewed the S&P 500 over 20 years. Each investor, I'm assuming this is hypothetical, but they were given $2,000. The first one had perfect market timing, investing at every lowest trading point. Another one had the worst timing, investing at every highest trading point. Another one invested on the first day of every year. Another one the first day of every month. And then another one just stayed out of the market altogether, put their money in treasuries In the end, the one that used dollar cost averaging, the one that put their money in on the first day of every month, was only $10,000 behind the one who got it right every single time. So I have to wonder, am I missing something here? Or does this take a lot of the stress out of having your money in the market? And I think this is such a great study. I mean, and I I took it upon myself to to look at the results as well, Chris. And I I think it's such a good idea to share the results with with our listeners here, because I know so many of us get nervous about the timing of the market of when we should make our investments. We're always looking for that perfect dip and the perfect time to jump into the market. And a lot of folks are are, are uh, waiting for just uh, a repeat of things like when 2020 hit, when COVID uh, made the market dip something mm-hmm. like 30% in one month. Oh, um, the next time that happens, I'm going to plow a bunch of cash in. But, you know, I, I really think that that was a once in a lifetime event for the market, a dip of 30% in one month. Uh, so what are we supposed to do in the meantime? That's the big question. And look, dollar cost averaging has been studied and vetted and critiqued and picked apart and put back together again by even the most brilliant mathematicians, economists, and and everyone else. And no one can really poke holes in it uh, because of the facts associated with with the with its success over time. But I think as far as this study goes, you know, of course the investor with the perfect timing, uh, some you know, godlike figure with perfect time. Of course, they're going to get the best results. But I can't help but think about how he, he was probably, you know, glued to the computer screen, yeah. you know, day in and day out for, for year after year in order to hit those those bullseyes. And, you know, I think about the guy uh, who, who probably um, had much more of a life with his with his family and friends and just invested on the first day of each month, just like clockwork, just had it on autopilot. Uh, and think about it. He had such similar results, very similar to the to the guy, uh, the perfect guy who is now probably cross-eyed <laughs> from staring at the computer screen, uh, trying to get everything so perfectly. So look, when you take a step back and you really think about it, there's millions of people uh, who just try to 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 this, you know, just to time the market mm-hmm. and then get it wrong. Okay, and then they spend years beating themselves up and running around and telling all their friends and family how they lost so much money in the stock market. Oh, man, I got burned in that market and how everyone everyone should stay away from that lousy market, you know, because the person got it wrong who was trying to time it. Uh, And just look, you know, as the saying goes, (laughs) doubles and singles win the game Mm -hmm. Uh, or the other saying, you know, slow and steady wins the race. These couldn't be more true when it comes to investing, Chris. 
And another saying that I've heard, and, and this is, I think, a great uh, illustration of it, you know, time in the market is better than timing the market. Sure. Ooh, that's another good yeah. one. <laughs> $10,000, nothing to sneeze at. But you think about the stress levels that went on, probably the, the, the more gray hairs or, you know, uh, unhealthy, whatever, whatever adds on those other factors, it may not necessarily be worth it if you can just have that consistency with just, just continuing to put money in, right? So true. And it's proven. Uh, it, you know, this makes me think about this one particular client. I, I met him several years ago. Uh, I think it was back in 2016 uh, when that Brexit story was all over the news. Oh yeah, um, and he had you know built up some decent amount of assets. It was around six hundred thousand, and four hundred thousand of it was in cash. And I remembered I showed him a couple of things to do with the money, and he said, "Jim, I'm going to hold off right now." Uh, he thought things were just going to get really much more messy as uh, you know, like the Brexit condition, you know, situation unfolded mm-hmm. throughout, you know, and what it would how it would impact all of Europe. And he thought it would really mess up the U.S. markets as well. So he was ready, just standing to, to uh, deploy, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars once the market took that big dip. And I know most of us remember how the market took somewhat of a dip back then. Uh, but this guy was certain, certain that it was going to just dip down so much more. So he, he, he held steady. He did not make a move. And later that year, I remember he was also nervous. Uh, he would call in and check in with me every now and again. He said, Jim, man, I'm nervous. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen if Trump gets in there. He thought the market was going to go down you know, further. And boy, was he wrong there. Um, mm-hmm. And then he was certain in 2018 when Trump put the tariffs in place against China that we were going to experience just a huge downturn in the market. And, um, and sure, there was a dip at the end of, of, uh, of t- uh, 2018. But then in 2019, it ended up being such an amazing year. So he missed out on that. Uh, he was thinking the market uh, also was just going to go down way worse during COVID when the pandemic hits. And uh, man, it's going to get wait until the you know second season of this flu. And, it, you know, with the second breakout in the wintertime, remember it was springtime, initial COVID. And then everyone thought the winter months were going to be awful. And as you guessed it, he missed the boat on that big dip as well. Mm. And this guy is, is coming to mind when we're talking about this survey because he called me again to set up some, some time to come in, uh, in, in a couple of weeks in my Radnor office, which is a short drive. He lives in Orland, uh, Pennsylvania. Um, and I'm going to bet money that he's going to come up with another reason why he thinks the market is going to be <laughs> just going to be awful in the upcoming months. But, but in the back of my mind, I can't help but think that this guy is kind of like his own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. If he would have just slowly invested that $400,000 back since 2016, maybe something like just modest, like a couple of thousand dollars each month, the guy would have been a millionaire many times over possibly by now. And I know, I know for a fact that there's millions of other Americans and really so many people right here in the greater Philadelphia community who are nervous about what to do with their money. And let's face it. The stock market could give us all some anxiety. But the nice thing is that there are some uh, financial instruments out there that are designed for people who want to be more protective with their money. And they can link us. These instruments can link us to the upside of the market while still keeping our principles safe and protected in the event of a market downturn. And look, there's hundreds of financial institutions that can do this for us and most of the time, they'll do it without even charging us an annual fee. They normally just want you to invest. So the trade-off is they normally want you to invest with them for a few years in order to take advantage of all the protections that they're offering, 
They want to make a little bit of money just by having your money. And I think it's a fair trade-off. Sure. Just like with a CD in a bank, you give the bank uh, the money for a couple of years, you get the interest. Uh, you know, they don't charge you a fee. Everyone's happy. Because look, we know deep down that we can't keep sitting on the sidelines and just watching the market, especially if you're in your early 60s or mid 60s. Um, you're, uh, you know, you have a lot of living left. You have a lot of time left, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you might be missing out on so much growth throughout your 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. So look, if you're looking for ways to participate in only the good years of the market, then I want all my listeners to know that the financial industry has listened to you. And they now have these instruments that are designed with you in mind. So give me a call. Uh, call my office and we'll set up a time uh, that we can chat later this week. Someone from my team will answer your call and uh, we can get some ideas flowing. We want to get your investments back on a just really a better track or a better pace for growth potential. So the number to call right now is 610-894-7415. That's 610-894-7415. And again, someone from my team will take down your name and number. They'll look at my calendar. We'll look at your calendar and uh, they'll set up a phone call with me personally or a video conference or maybe a meeting at my Radnor, Pennsylvania office, Marlton, New Jersey office. Because, look, I don't want any of our 1210 listeners to be wasting valuable time with their money sitting on the sidelines. The number again, 610-894-7415, Chris. Again, uh, you know, as I say, time is money. We know your time is money. That's why these conversations can happen either at Jim's offices or virtually, you know, uh, the convenience of wherever you are. But time out of the market, time not invested where it's just in cash, that is that is lost potential money down the line, especially as inflation is going to continue. It's always going to be a factor. So figuring out how to make it work for you, perhaps without the stress of the market, certainly worth a call, 610-894-7415. This time last year, I-bonds were a hot seller in the fixed income space. The government savings bonds are tied to inflation. They were fetching about 9.62% at one point. Pretty good return. But that number resets every six months and is going to do so uh, in just a, a couple days here, uh, November 1st. There are predictions that it's going to be in the, the high fours. So is it time to cash these in? Is, is there a better place for people to put their money? Well, you're right, uh, Chris. These were the I-bonds. They, they were certainly the craze back in, in 2021 and you know right around that time period when they were paying that 9.62% interest uh, without a doubt. But the one thing I want to mention to our listeners right off the bat is, is and please listen to this. Um, please, if you have these bonds, please make a written record, um, maybe somewhere in your important documents, you know, like if you have an envelope, Hey kids, if something happens to me, open this envelope, make sure your family knows that you have these I bonds Mm -hmm. and anyone who bought them online knows exactly what I'm talking about because you're not receiving any statements, not a monthly statement, not a quarterly statement, not a nothing, no statements at all in the mail. Uh, absolutely nothing. So if something were to happen to you, how the heck is your family going to know that you have tens of thousands, uh, 10, 20, 30,000 or more in these I-bonds? Um, and what you could do is also you can log in to your account, treasurydirect.gov, the same place that you got to, to log into when you bought the bonds, and you can link up a beneficiary there. So in case something happens to you, the treasury knows who to release the money to. Otherwise, how is the treasury going to know who to cut the check to? Um, and most people uh, have not done that so far. 
uh, and I know this because I speak with hundreds of people every week. So please, guys, make a note of to do that, uh, to uh, let your family know. You know, write it down. You don't have to tell your family where it is, but make sure they know where to check in the event something happens to you. Okay, so <laughs> something else I want to point out um, is that a lot of people have recently asked me about when they, they do go online and they look at their balance. They say, Jim, it looks a little bit less than what I was thinking. Uh, you know, it, it, the, money, the interest isn't, isn't crunching out. And the reason is because if you cash in your bonds at any point before five years goes by, you will lose three months worth of interest. So the value that you're seeing online, it includes that differential, that little oh, penalty. Okay. Yeah. And it shows your true cash out value. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people are holding on to these bonds because, yeah, the rates are still decent. Um, other folks, yeah, they're getting a little bit more antsy and they're, they're wanting to make some, some changes already. And, you know, I, I just want to make sure that our listeners know uh, how I-bonds work. They're, they're comprised of two different rates, uh, a fixed rate and a variable rate, which together equal what they call a composite rate. If you go on treasurydirect.gov, you'll see these phrases. And most of the bonds purchased a couple of years ago, they had a 0% fixed rate, but the variable rate was very high. That's where the bulk of the interest was. Um, but look, the I-bonds right now that are currently being offered, they have a 0.9% fixed rate. And some uh, people believe that fixed rate will be increasing in the upcoming weeks. Uh, and that could make that new total, grand total between the fixed rate and the variable rate. It's called the composite rate. Um, that could make that composite rate on the new bonds uh, jump up into that 5% range. So we have our eye on that as well. And then, yeah, of course, a lot of people are getting out of I-bonds altogether. Not a lot of people, but not from a percentage standpoint. Most people are staying put. But um, there are some people that say, look, I have my eyes on these longer-term treasuries, something like with a flat rate in the in the 5% or 6% range, uh, which, are, of course, are also available these days, people looking more longer-term. So definitely lots of choices here, Chris. And, you know, uh, just choosing blindly, again, going on, on whims and things like that, knowing that you're going to be penalized if you withdraw before that, that five-year period, there's a, there's a lot to factor in here. Five, six percent doesn't seem like that's anything really to, to sneeze at. Is that still a consistent, what's to stop someone from putting, I don't know, significant amounts of money in, in one of these, these strategies? Is that the right move? Uh, yeah. And look, I, uh, let's talk about that, because I, I think the, you know, the key takeaway here is that these higher interest rates that we're all experiencing right now, they don't last forever. We, we know in the financial, everyone knows that how low interest rates were years ago. Mm -hmm. And we know how these high inflationary cycles, they normally, they come and go just like a storm passes. So uh, this begs the question, why? Why aren't we focused a little bit more on locking in these very high, these very generous interest rates that are on the table right now for longer periods of time? I was just speaking with a guy last week who, who put a, tell me, Jim, I, I put a large amount of money in these three-month treasuries. Uh, he, he said, Jim, it's great. I'm getting over 5%. And I can get my money out after just a couple of months, and then I can, I can use that interest to live off of. And I asked him, what's your game plan for after the interest rates cool off? You know, maybe let's say in, in a year or two. And he said, well, I'll, I'll worry about that when the time comes. And my response to him was that, you know, three-month treasuries, they've been paying less, less than 1% for the past several years mm. before this high inflation came about. 
And I showed him the chart that the, you know, so he could see for himself what these rates look like on paper. It was like a big jump up in the past two years. And I explained to him how he should be thinking more about how to best position these retirement investments to provide for, for income or, you know, interest, you know, collecting interest, not only over the next 12 months, but over the next 12 years and beyond. So what I did was I, I sh taught him how to set up more of a laddered approach with his money. And I showed him a basic technique of just breaking the money up into three buckets. We put a, you know, I mapped it out what it would look like a third in short-term treasuries, kind of like what he had, because, you know, that gave him some substantial liquidity with the money. And then the second bucket would be invested in uh, intermediate, you know, middle of the road term, like three-year to five-year uh, investments. And then a third uh, going into a bucket where he was able to lock in these phenomenally high interest rates for several, you know, seven to 10 years, let's say. Okay. That way, look, if interest rates go back to their normal levels, go back down because in inflation wears off, we, and we already know inflation is kind of, you know, going down a bit, at least that way he'll still have a third of his savings paying him in that high 5% and even 6% range. And I know most of our listeners remember those Jimmy Carter days, uh, early Reagan days of high inflation and the interest rates being offered back then. And, and the most successful stories that I've heard about people that were investing back then in the 80s are not from the people that got a three-month CD back then. <laughs> the most successful stories I've heard were people that talk about how they locked in those interest rates uh, for, and grew their money over... Uh, over several years, um, and uh, and that way, when inflation cooled off a bit, they were still reaping the reward of those higher rates well into the mid to late 1980s. So I want our listeners to just have that same type of success story to share with their family by locking in these very strong interest rates while they're available right now. Literally, they're available right this very minute. And I've had investors you know, tell me over the past few years that you know, look, Jim, if we ever get back up to that five or six percent range, I'm going to take all of my money out of the market. Um, and, and I'd be more than happy with five or six percent of my money. And I'm not suggesting to do that, by the way. I'm just sharing stories that others have shared with me. But when you really think about it, go on to go onto the Internet, go onto Vanguard's website, look up the 2020 fund. It's a very popular Vanguard 2020 fund. Look up other balanced, you know, stock and bond funds. Uh, you know, where you're risking large portions of your money in the stock market. And you will see in black and white, they've only averaged about 6% over the past 10 years. Even, even during the boom, the boom that the market has had over the past 10, 12 years. So it really begs the question as to why not to shift money into something more secure and into something where your money's not all at risk in this stock market where you're getting similar to growth, uh, growth rates to what the secure rates are offering uh, these days. And these are the discussions, and I've had them with so many listeners of our show, which I feel blessed to, to have met so many of you on these calls and Zooms and in person and with my existing clients. These are the calls, the types of calls I have with people every day. So if you would like to explore a little bit or at least start the conversation uh, with me personally about some of these techniques like laddering, and, and preparing not only for the, uh, you know, the next couple of months, but for the next few years with these higher interest rates, give my office a call right now. And what we'll do is we'll set up a time to chat later this week. So the number to call, 610-894-7415. That's 610-894-7415. 
because look, we don't know how much longer these really high interest rates are going to be around. Um, and so we want to kind of jump on this when the opportunity is here in play. The number again, 610-894-7415, Chris. You don't want to look back two or three years from now and say, I wish I had done this. I wish I had done that. At least explore the options, see if it could work for you. Again, 610-894-7415. You can also go online, retirereadyfg.com. We all know that people are living longer. Here is another stat that actually backs that up. The United Nations says there are currently about 600,000 people worldwide that are over the age of 100, but then they're saying that that number is going to grow to some 3.6 million Whoa. by the year 2050. Yeah, not, not that far off. Um, so clearly, a lot of those people, you know, as, as we live longer, our health sees some changes, and uh, a lot of those people are going to need a plan for long-term care. What are the options? How do we start? And, and what is the risk of, of a long retirement here? Yeah, so doing the math uh, here, Chris, I, I guess they're saying a, a lot of folks in their 60s today... Uh, which I know there's thousands of people in their 60s right now listening to the show mm-hmm. uh, are going to make it into their 90s and beyond. That's right. You know, in around 30 years from now, the year 2050. And even though you know folks way up there in age, yeah, they're not traveling the world as much, or they're not spending a lot of money on fancy cars or clothing. We all know this already, but there's a whole different set of expenses that pop up into our life when when it comes to aging, and. A lot of folks have, you know, very close family members, sons, daughters who can take care of them. And geez, what a blessing that is. But we just want to be careful not not to really cut into their own personal time, you know, because we know our our caretakers need a life, too. And I was reading that less than three percent of American adults have purchased long term care insurance. And I think personally, because nowadays these costs for that type of insurance, it's really um, uh, expensive when yeah. you buy one of those policies. And to make matters worse, the premiums, they go up and up significantly sometimes every year. And to top it all off, what happens if you have a heart attack and die? Uh, you may end up, end up wasting tens of thousands of dollars on these premiums over the years on the coverage that you never even got to use a cent of. Mm-hmm. But thank goodness, nowadays, there's a different type of coverage that these insurance companies have uh, created. Um, you know, let's say, uh, you, you know, you can transfer, um, I don't know, let's say a hundred thousand dollars into one of these policies and it creates a, a large pool of money, let's say $300,000, which you can use for pretty much any sort of long-term care coverage, you know, in a facility or even at your home. Uh, and most important, at least to me is the ability to stay. I would want to be in my own home as long as possible yeah. uh, with having the caretaker to come over and help us out with odds and ends. And what I like best about these new types of policies is that if you pass away suddenly without ever using any of the coverage, your family can receive a tax-free death benefit equal to the amount that you originally contributed into the plan. Let's say that that original $100,000. Unlike the traditional long-term care insurance policies, the old school ones, uh, well, they're still around, but uh, the the newer types um, have a guarantee that typically where your premium won't increase year after year either. Mm. So it's it's just nice to see that the industry has taken some big steps to improve the flaws of the original, you know, types of long-term care coverage, uh, Chris. You know, as people are living longer and longer these days, the need for long-term care has increased significantly. You know, you, you've seen you've seen uh, you know uh, facilities pop up, you know, left and right all over the place. Um, but at the same time, you said there are ways to address that beyond the the black and white use it or lose it policy. Uh, is that the only risk that people really really are going to be encountering when it comes to you know a, a prolonged, perhaps even forty year retirement? 
No, no, there's, there's more that we have to look at. And by the way, with those types of policies, I can certainly help you with them. If you're looking for more information on those, please call my office because I can help in, in getting some information mm-hmm. over your way. But look, as I mentioned on the show just about every week now, uh, Chris, my goal is to take more of a holistic approach when we look at your financial picture. And, and because normally what I'm able to do, I'm able to find places for you to make some improvements which can make a, you know, help in affording the, the long-term care expenses, you know, make it a bit more palatable. Uh, for example, uh, we, we spent the past couple of shows talking about how so many of our listeners have that 60-40 mix um, in their, you know, 60-40 stock bond or 70-30 oh, yeah. mix within their retirement accounts. Because look, I, I keep mentioning it because person after person that I'm meeting with, and again, 100 people a week, um, so many people have, you know, 40% of their investments in, in those bond type mutual funds and, or ETFs. And we're, we're talking about, and I'm going to drop some names here. We're, we're talking about things like the, the Vanguard intermediate term bond fund. Um, we're talking about the Vanguard total bond fund. If these names sound familiar, if you have any of these, be on the lookout or the Vanguard, um, Ginny May, G N M A fund, or maybe have the ETF version. Uh, a lot of times people don't see the word bond on their statements. Oh, Jim, I don't have any bonds. And then I turn to page four and then they have a whole slew of, of different bond related <laughs> funds. Um, big ones, big ones like the ticker symbol is BND or BNDX. These are big Vanguard bond ETFs. And look, all of these funds that I just mentioned, they have sadly been earned the investors a mere 1.5% over the past 10 years, mm. uh, roughly 1.5 per year. And, you know, many investors have, have seen growth in their total account balance, though, because they look at page one of their statement, ah, it's going up, I'll just leave it as it is. But I, I, I encourage you to look a little bit closer, turn to page three, or page four of your statement, it'll just take you about five or 10 minutes to do this. And you can look up the ticker symbols of what you have um, in your portfolio, because I, I could all but, you know, assure you that the, 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 your portfolio is growing because you had 60% of it invested in the stock related funds, not from that 40% in the one and <laughs> in the, in the low performing awful bond funds. Imagine though, if you had that 40% that is in those bond funds, uh, imagine if it was earning more than one and a half percent interest. And, and now look, thanks to inflation being so high, there are many, many financial instruments paying this 6% interest for like 10 years, for example. And, you know, just to put this into dollars and cents, because I don't want to just talk abstractly about these funds. Let's talk money. Let's say you have 400 grand in, in bond funds. And, and look, if you're not sure what you have, this is another reason to get in contact with a financial advisor like myself so we can show you what you have in plain English. Um, so look, if you have 400,000 in these bond funds and let's say, um, you just stick with it and you say, I don't want to bother with it. I'm, I'm too busy. Let's say you keep earning another one and a half percent per year on average for the next 10 years, your 400 grand would turn into 464 grand after 10 years. Whereas the person that just carves out a little bit of time from the, yeah, we all have busy schedules, carve out a little bit of time to get this stuff uh, looked at the person that, that makes a shift uh, from the bond funds. And a lot of times you could do this tax-free if they're in IRAs, you just do a rollover, get out of the bond funds tax-free into something else. 
uh, into you know an instrument that can pay you six percent, for example, for the next ten years, and that's just one example. Well, that person who got six percent would have uh, grown the four hundred grand to seven hundred and sixteen thousand. That's that's a, an extra two hundred and fifty-two thousand, a quarter million dollars more of wow. interest. And then people wonder, they scratch their head, Jim, my my neighbor, how the heck is he affording all that? He's got a beautiful car. He's he's going off on these beautiful trips with his family all the time. And, and in so many instances, it's just because the person is carving out a little bit of time from their busy schedule to take a moment to work on improving their own finances. And, and nowadays with financial uh, advisors who are fiduciaries like myself, we make ourselves, at least I do anyway, I make myself available on nights weekends, some Saturdays, Sundays, um, just to accommodate you and your busy schedule. So there's really no excuse to not having a complimentary chat uh, with someone like me, especially because, you know, we're all pretty much familiar with these video conferences like Zooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't even have to leave your home. Uh, you just click on an email and then, you're, you know, you're on a video conference with, with someone like me or you don't have to leave your office. And you have, you know, an advisor that's here to help you. So, and of course, we can meet at one of my offices, Radnor, Pennsylvania, Marlton, New Jersey. But it all starts with a phone call. And the number to dial right now, if you'd like to have a brief chat with any of these top about any of these topics we spoke about uh, this upcoming week, the number to call right now is 610-894-7415. That's 610-894-7415. 7415. Because look, I'm determined to make our 1210 WPHT listeners the most financially educated of all the radio listeners out there. <laughs> so the, the number to call right now, uh, and remember, someone from my team will take down your name and number. So we're not going to chat right this very minute, especially if you're on the go and running around. Uh, but someone from my team will take your information and set up a time later the week. And we'll have a complimentary um, chat, and I'll give you just a nice second opinion, see if I can make any improvements for you. The number again, 610-894-7415, Chris. I certainly think taking the time, taking a couple minutes out of the day right now to, to you know, hopefully improve your retirement outlook or, you know, find out that you're on the right track and you should stay the course. Wouldn't that be nice to know as well? Make that call. Take the time. 610-894-7415. Let's talk taxes. Americans don't like the results of their tax picture this year, probably most years, but just over half said in a recent poll by Gallup that their income taxes were not fair. That is the highest number in two decades. But here's the thing. The survey isn't taking into account that the Trump tax cuts are going to expire just in a couple couple years here at the end of 2025. Isn't the time for tax planning now rather than later? Well, well Chris, look, we only have several weeks weeks left in this calendar year. So we really need to be figuring out if we want to take advantage or not of these discounted, yes, discounted tax rates that President Trump uh, put into place for all of us. And and now is just a great time for so many people to to convert or or even consider it, I should say, uh, look into it, converting some of the regular IRAs or their 401k into a Roth at these lower discounted tax rates so that later in life, you can uh, enjoy these tax-free benefits of the Roth. We have $32 trillion of debt. Taxes are likely to go way up in the future because of this. And I always like to clarify because uh, this is probably one of the biggest misconceptions when it comes to Roths. Because I've heard so many people say, well, Jim, look, I make too much money. I I can never contribute to one. I wasn't allowed to. Uh, And folks in that instance, 
are, are usually right if you're talking about a Roth contribution. Very different than what I'm talking about right now, which is called a Roth conversion. And a lot of the folks we in the business like to nickname the, the conversion, the backdoor way of getting into a Roth. Mm -hmm. There's two ways to get in, the, the conversion and the contribution. Because look, anyone, anyone can slip into that backdoor of the Roth. You can be any age. You could be employed, unemployed, retired. It doesn't matter. You can make any amount of money, a million dollars. You can make 20,000. It doesn't matter. You could still convert money into a Roth. Okay. And while we're on the topic of Roth misunderstandings, one of the big rebuttals about a Roth that I hear um, is that people say, Jim, look, I talked to my accountant about it and the accountant didn't see, you know, much, you know, in terms of projected tax savings. <laughs> and when I asked to see the report, I say, well, send me the report that your accountant ran. I'll take a look at it. The answer 99% of the time is almost always, well, Jim, look, the, the accountant just did some quick math in his head for about 30 seconds. Mm. To mm -hmm. which my response is usually something like, well, did your accountant factor in the potential tax savings of when your kids inherit the Roth? You know, how your kids don't have to include that Roth inheritance money as taxable income on their personal tax return when they inherit that money. Because look, if someone passes away, let's say you pass away when you're in your mid 80s, um, your kids normally are in their mid to late 50s mm -hmm. and they're normally making some decent income of their own. We normally are when the peak of our career in our mid to late 50s, that's where your kids are gonna be. The last thing your kids are gonna need is to, is to inherit mom and dad's big unused balance from their IRA and 401k because that money is gonna land right smack center on their, your kids' tax returns. Your kids are gonna have to claim your money in those retirement accounts as income. And uh, that gets stacked on top of their other money that they're already making from work. Well, if they inherit money that's, a, that's Roth, that was converted into a Roth, and on the flip side of the coin, your kids um, would not need to claim that Roth money as taxable income on their tax return which means a big chunk of that money will not just go out the window to the IRS. And look, having really high incomes on your kids' tax returns, it could also jeopardize the financial aid that your grandchildren or future grandchildren could be uh, receiving because it's all reportable as income. And wait, don't forget about how, you know, your, your, the other benefit of the Roth is that your kids will not need to pay the IRS any income taxes on all of the interest, the dividends, all the growth, the gains, whatever you wanna call it or nickname it, during the 10 years after they inherit the Roth money from you. Um, that's if you convert money to a Roth before you pass away or if you convert throughout your lifetime into with regular contributions. That all, they don't have to split any of that uh, money with the IRS. Uh, God knows what insane tax rates 30 years from now. <laughs> and look, most CPAs almost never fact in the tax benefits of when you uh, of being able to pass the money on to kids, Chris. Because there could be generational ramifications, is, is what you're saying here. And you know, it's kind of the gambit that that the government has taken with the the elimination of the stretch IRA with Secure Act 1.0. They're playing the waiting game, thinking big picture. Uh, they may not be getting the tax money right now, but they'll probably be getting more of it down the line if people neglect to take these things into account, like a lot of financial professionals and CPAs may be doing. So, so what should people be doing now? Yeah, we need to be taking a closer look at this. And this is especially hitting home because I just had a couple uh, in the past week reach out to me. They heard me on the show um, and they thought because they were in their late 60s, 
or early 70s, I think, with a husband was uh, late, uh, early 70s, wife was late uh, 60s. They thought they missed the boat. They they Jim, we figured it was too late to do any sort of uh, meaningful planning when it comes to this Roth for themselves and their family. And look, I looked at their numbers, and this goes for most people. This couldn't be any further from the truth. And look, you can be any age to do these Roth conversions. We just want to make sure it makes financial sense before you go and you know pull the trigger on these things. That's why we take a look. And it's you know getting back to these CPAs, it's because we have a lot of them that aren't looking more long-term into your tax planning. And even financial advisors are completely skipping this in the conversation, the tax planning part, um, because when we combine um, the, the, the fact that these, a lot of these financial advisors who are not you know, skipping over the Roth con conversation, and then they have 40% of your money in these god-awful bond funds that are paying 1.5%, and then they're charging a 1% fee Remember that grossing one and a half, advisors ca uh, capturing 1% of that, leaving you with, yes, 0.5, <laughs> half of 1%. If you have questions or concerns about reaching your retirement goals, then give the Retire Ready Financial Group a call, 610-894-7415, or visit us online at retirereadyfg.com. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Retire Ready Wealth Management is licensed in your state, please call 610-704-2792. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through James Cipriati, Pennsylvania Insurance License 366900. Investment advisory services offered through Impact Partnership Wealth LLC, a Securities and Exchange Commission registered investment advisor firm. IPW and Retire Ready Financial Group are non-affiliated firms. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. Investing involves risk. There's always the potential of losing money when you invest in securities. Asset allocation, diversification, and rebalancing do not ensure a profit or protect against loss in declining markets. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. IPW, its affiliates, and its investment advisor representatives do not provide legal tax or accounting advice. You should consult your legal and or tax professionals before making any financial decisions. Please be advised that you may conduct securities transactions only by speaking directly with your investment advisor representative, either by phone or in person.